With some difficulty, we found Lucy's tomb. I took up my place behind a yew tree on one side of the tomb, Van Helsing on the other. I was chilled and frightened. Suddenly, I saw something moving between two yew trees, a dim white figure which held something at its breast. The figure stopped. I could not see the face, for it was bent down over what I saw to be a child. There was a sharp little cry such as a child gives in sleep, or a dog as it lies before the fire and dreams. Then the thing saw us. She drew back with an angry snarl. Her lovely, blood-stained mouth grew to an open square. If ever a face meant death, I saw it at that moment. And then suddenly, she turned and vanished in the direction of the tomb. The child is unharmed. We'll leave him in a safe place where the police will find him. There is more to do. Come. Now we're in the tomb. There in the coffin the thing lay, like a nightmare of Lucy. The pointed teeth, the blood-stained mouth. Van Helsing never looked up. From his bag he took out a book, his operating knife, a heavy hammer, and a round wooden stake, two or three inches thick, sharpened to a fine point and hardened over a fire. Seward, the life of this unhappy woman has just begun. Then she becomes what you call undead. There comes with that change the curse of immortality. She cannot die, but must go on age after age, adding new victims because all that die from the preying of the undead become themselves undead and prey on others. So the circle goes on, ever widening as of the ripples from a stone thrown into the water. But if this lady, this undead, be made to rest as true dead, then the soul of the poor lady whom we love should be again free. Tell me. What am I to do? Take this stake in your left hand, the hammer in your right. Yes. Place the point over the heart. Here? Then. Then I begin the prayer for the dead. In God's name, strike. Are you ready? Yes. Now! Domini Deus Apriste. Some weeks later, a year after our story began, a man was found on the border of Transylvania. He talked wildly of wolves and boxes of earth and blood. He gave his name as Jonathan Harker. In a hospital at Clausenburg, he improved sufficiently to make possible his removal to England. But then his condition remained so serious that he was committed for observation to a private ward in my hospital at Perfleet. Here he did so well that in three weeks he was completely recovered. It was during this time that his wife, Mina Harker, brought to the attention of Dr. Van Helsing and myself the journal that her husband had kept while the prisoner in the castle of a certain Count Dracula in Transylvania. We met in my study. Jonathan, Mina, myself, and Dr. Van Helsing. My friends, there are such things as vampires. If I had known a month ago what I know now, poor Lucy's life would have been spared. I believe I could have saved her 
for this I am truly regretful. But as it is now, the vampire which is among us is himself so strong that he can control all the elements. The storm, the fog, the thunder. He can command all the meaner things. The moth and bat, the owl, the fox, and the wolf. How then are we to begin our mission to destroy him? How shall we find his place? And having found it, how can we destroy him? My friends, it is a terrible task that we undertake. To fail here is not mere life or death. If we fail, we become as him. Foul creatures of the night, as him. What do you say? Will you join me in this fight? Yes, of course. I will do what I can to help. Thank you, Mina. I'm with you as well. As am I, of course. The professor laid a small golden crucifix on the table. We each laid a hand on the crucifix, and our solemn pact was made. My friends, we too are not without strength. The vampire flourishes on the blood of the living. Without this, he cannot live. He throws no shadow. As you know, he shows no reflection in a mirror. He can transform himself to a wolf, to a bat, or even dust or mist floating in the moonlight. He can see in the dark. He can do all these things. Yet he is not completely free. His power ceases at the light of day. Then, until sundown, he must remain in the shape in which he finds himself, and except in his coffin home, in those earth boxes, he cannot rest. If we can confine him in his coffin, then, my friends, if we follow through with what we know to be true, we will destroy him. Seward, Harker, I just received word that 50 boxes of earth were just shipped from the Count's castle in Transylvania to Whitby. To my knowledge, when they arrived in England, all of them were delivered to Carfax. Recently, 12 of these boxes have been removed. Our first step is to determine whether all the rest remain in the deserted house or whether any more have been removed. We must break each of these boxes and sterilize the earth with holy water so he can no longer seek safety in it. And we must hurry. I left Mina at home, and we went to the empty house at Carfax. The place was filthy, the air stagnant and foul, and alive with rats. We counted the boxes, only thirty-eight of them. And over each one the professor went through his same mysterious work until the task was completed. It was dawn when we got back. I found Mina asleep. She looks paler than usual. Soon after they had left, I fell asleep. I remember hearing the sudden barking of the dogs, and then it was silent. I got up and looked out of the window. There was a thin streak of white mist moving across the grass along the wall of the house. It dawned on me that the air in the room was heavy and dank and cold. 
The streetlight appeared only like a tiny red spark in the fog. My eyes were closed, and I could see through my eyelids. The mist grew thicker and thicker. Then, as I looked at the streetlight, the spark divided and seemed to shine on me through the fog like two red eyes. You shall be flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood, blood of my blood. We are on the track. Twelve boxes were delivered to an empty house at 337 Piccadilly Street. My dear friends, until the sun sets tonight, Dracula must retain whatever form he now has. We have this day to hunt out all his lairs and sterilize them. Then he will have no place he can move and hide. But we only have until sunset. The house on Piccadilly was empty. Like the one at Carfax, the same sickening smell is in the air. On the table we found a brush and a comb and a basin, the latter containing dirty water which was reddened as if with blood. The boxes are back here. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Only eleven? There's a twelfth box somewhere. Gentlemen, it is after six. The sun is setting. We've no time to lose. He will return at any moment. Open the boxes. Quiet. Listen. Here it is. It's him. The window. Shoot him. Harker's bullet shattered the window, and before he could reload, Count Dracula appeared behind us. His voice sent shivers down my spine. You waste your bullets, gentlemen. You think you baffle me? With your pale faces all in a row like sheep in a butcher's. You think you have left me without a place to rest, but I have more. And time is on my side. The one you love is mine already. I have known her. Already my mark is on her throat. Flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. She is with me always, over land or sea. We recalled the strange behavior and the pale face of Mina, and at once we knew he was speaking of her. Harker was distraught and heartbroken. We rushed back to her. The next afternoon, after a few hours of sleep, we all met again in my study. We must find that last remaining box, gentlemen. We must find it. As long as that earth exists and is pure, as long as there remains one place of refuge for Dracula, there is no safety and no peace for any soul in England. And for the undead... Never peace so long as he lives. Blood of my blood. Blood of my blood. Mina? Shh. She is in a trance. How do you know that? Quiet. Quiet. With me. With me always. Over land and sea. Mina, darling. How did you know that Dracula said those words? What? Uh, I don't know. They just came. Strange. There are times when somehow I feel that I am with him. At sunset? Yes. Yes, just as the sun sets. Mm. And again at sunrise. Dr. Van Helsing, could this be helpful? 
I mean, if I could... If at those times you were yes. willing... Yes, yes. Have you the courage? The courage for what? What do you mean? Dr. Van Helsing here will question me. I will question her, yes. In a state of hypnosis. The one you love is already mine, he said. She is with me always over land and sea. Ah, uh, Count Dracula. If you truly possess her body at these times, she can betray you. Gentlemen, if they do indeed share bodies over land and sea, everywhere he is, she can see also at these rare times and can relay to us his surroundings. With that information, we can deduce his whereabouts. This will be the fiend's downfall. 